0: No other (laughs) king. What a wonderful worship of the king of kings. Hallelujah. So what's next after no other king? Over Easter, we saw this. We went through this lovely series of recognizing that the Lord we serve, the king of kings, our Lord Jesus, the risen Savior, is sitting on the throne in heaven. He's a king. And we are waiting to reign with him. So, what's next? And because of what he did on the cross, you and I are children of God. We've been bought by the price on the cross. And as a result of that, we are part of the family of God. So if you're part of the family of God, and our king is seated up there, and we are children, therefore we are royalty. We are royalty, and we are part of the royal family the king you and i are part of that royal family of the king we might not be reigning yet but we'll reign with him when we reach heaven see i want to show you a story the next slide is a picture and i don't know what you think about this couple but there's something profound that i read on the mail (laughs) online And I think you really understand where I'm going. going. The very highest level of the royal family discussed reducing Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to simple Mr. and Mrs. Mountbatten Windsor. A new book has been claimed. Harry and Meghan married in May 2018 and Queen Elizabeth gave them the title Duke and Duchess of Sussex. It has long been suggested that the couple should be stripped of their titles since they quit their duties and uprooted themselves for a life in California. New book, Our King, Charles III by Robert Jobson, reveals that the option has been talked about at length by the upper echelons of the family. A serialization in the mail reads that King Charles is understood to not be in favor of axing the Harry's royal title and has enduring love for his son. Despite having made the decision that Meghan should not accompany Harry to Balmoral when the queen died and when they gathered as a family. The idea of stripping Harry of his Duke of uh, of Saxe's title has been discussed at the highest level. The king said he's not in favour, but other senior royals are less indulgent. Ultimately, despite Charles enduring love for his son, he will come under increasing pressure if Harry continues to attack the monarchy. In 2021, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex were stripped of their honorary military appointments and royal patronages when they told the queen that they would not be returning to life as working royals. The monarch forced the pair to sever all official links with the firm after they decided to renounce their duties and stepped away from public service for good. a term coined makes it. They, include this, they included Harry's royal military appointments such as Captain General of the Royal Marines he took over from his grandfather, Prince Philip, after he held the role for 64 years. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. I don't know what you think about Harry and, Meg, and Meghan, but... The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17, that for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit who, receive, who you, you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba Father. The Spirit Himself testified that our Spirit. That we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are hers. heirs of God and co with Christ. If indeed you share in his suffering in that order, that we may also share in his glory. You and I are children of the most high God. You and I are children of God. And if our father is the king, then we are royals. I don't know who can take that away from us. I want to introduce you to a word that I, a couple of years ago, one of my pastors was preaching and he mentioned this Greek word or Latin word, patrius potestus. And what it means is the power of the father. In Roman family law, power that the male head of the family exercises over his children and over more remote descendants in the male line, whatever their age. That is patrius patreous, patreous protestus, as well as over those brought into the family by adoption. The power that a father has over his children, the love, the control, the power that nobody can take away. Can only be exercised to the children to the, by the father. And the Bible says that, and they, they they say that this thing can also be brought into the family by adoption. William Barclay's commentary says that the Roman adoption was always rendered more serious and more difficult by the Roman patria potestas. This was the father's power over the family. It was a power for absolute disposal and control. And in the early days, it was actually the power for life and death. In regards to his father, a Roman son never came of age. No matter how old he was, he was still under the patria potestas, In the absolute possession and under the absolute control of his father. Obviously, this made adoption into another family a very difficult and serious step. In adoption, a person had to pass from one patria's protestors to another. There were two steps. The first step is the municipatio and was carried out by a symbolic seal in which copper and scales were symbolically used. Three times the symbolism of seal was carried out. Twice the father symbolically sold his son and twice he bought him back. But the third time, he did not buy him back, and thus the patria potestas was held to be broken. The following ceremony is called the venicatio, which is the adoption father goes to the Praetor, which is the Roman magistrate, and presented a legal case for the transference of the person to be adopted into his family as patria potestas. When all this was completed, the adoption... Was complete. If you've listened to our new podcast, "Pontify," which um, Matt um, Squirrel talked about last week, the first episode was about adoption, and was presented by Martin and Esther themselves about their journey of adopting their two daughters. Powerful. You need to listen to that podcast. And in that story, they tell tell us of how they go through the legal processes and their meetings and social workers and, and panels and panels and decisions and decisions until the child became theirs. They became the patria potestas of the child. The Bible tells us that because of Jesus Christ, we have been adopted into God's family. Patria potestas. God is our father. And nothing can break that, that adoption. They tell us that in that law, the only way that patria protesters, apart from adoption, can be broken if the father is dead. Our God never dies, our king never dies. He's forever alive, and he is the king of kings. John chapter one verse 12 says that yet all who he did not receive, yet all to whom did receive him, to those who believed in His name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. <coughs> Jesus is king. We are heirs of the kin, with the king. Therefore, as children of God, in Christ, we are members of the royal family of God. Nothing can take that away from us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says that, But because of his, this great love for us, God, who in rich mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised, up, raised us up with Christ and seated us up with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 2 verse 29 is, If you believe in Christ that you are Abraham's seed and hers according to the promise, Children of God, we are part of the promise. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, if you have been adopted into the family of God, in the next service, we're going to see people who outwardly show the acceptance of Jesus in their life by baptism, death, and resurrection, and we welcome them into the family of God, patriarchs, protesters that their father will be their king. If you and I are in that family, You are secured because of who your father is. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 17. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that he might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are sons, because you are his son, God sent the Holy Spirit of his son into your heart. The Spirit who calls us Abba Father. So that you are no longer slaves, but God's child. And since you are a child, God has also made you an heir. It's so amazing that we can see this. That sons and daughters of the king. And every son and daughter of the king have privileges. Also, we have responsibilities as well. See, we have a privilege as sons and daughters to speak to the king of kings and relate to him as a good and loving father. We can have access to his presence. The Bible tells us that when Jesus died, the veil was opened and we have access into the presence of the king because he's our patreous protestors. He's our father. Nothing can take that away from us. We have the privilege to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have the privilege to be have an inheritance in heaven we have the privilege to be joint hands with Christ in his suffering and subsequently in his glory in the time to come. We have a privilege to be part of a large family. We are family. If you walk here and you are under the cross, you are under the, 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 the ownership of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, you are under his patriarchs, protestors, you are part of the family. You are royal. You are kings and queens. You are prince and princesses. You are heirs to the king of kings. You are royal. You have rights, but you also have responsibilities. We know about the story of uh, the couple that we showed you and some of the things that they said and said about the family. You know, you have responsibilities to know what to say about your family as well. But they are still children of the king. No matter what anyone says, Harry will still be a son of King Charles. He will still forever be under the potestas of his father. You can take away the titles, you can take away the accolades, you can take away all the stuff, but he's still the child, the son of the king. And so are you, the son and the child and the daughter of the king of kings. All the great privileges and blessings of heaven are laid upon us and put at our disposal because we are children of the king, members of the royal family, prince and princesses who will reign with Christ over the new heaven, over the new earth. <coughs> Revelations chapter three, verse 21 says that to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I, have vict- I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne, we are royals, and nobody <clears throat> can take that away from us. I like this quote when I listen to the podcast from Martin Esther, and Martin Esther was summarized. It says, "Becoming an adopted child into God's family is for a forever family, not until we die, but beyond." We are forever members of the family. We are adopted into the family of God and we are forever children of God. He loves us. First John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. See what the great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, that in what we are, the reason that the world does not know us is that it does not know Him. Dear friends, we are children of God and, and what we has been, has. Uh, Who has to be yet to be known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is. Patrias protesters. He gives us great inheritance in heaven. As he is, we have the right to a great eternal inheritance. First Peter chapter. 1 verse 3 to 4, that praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the symbolism that the next church, the next, uh, um, in the next service, we're going to witness. Symbolism of the resurrection uh, of the death and resurrection into the new life in Christ and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade this inheritance is kept in heaven for you and I. God has adept, adopted us into his patria potestus. I like this. Romans, same Romans. The last, um, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. I am convinced. For I am, Everybody say I am convinced. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Roxanne. Patrias Protestus. Nobody can take that from us. Nobody can take that from us. We are forever family, part of the royal family, part of the family of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. King Charles is not in favor and acts Harry's royal title because he is his son. In fact, Harry has a hair, Archie. I already found out that you know, he can be Harry Mountbatten-Windsor. He can't, you can take away Prince Harry from him. You can p- take away the Duke of Saxes from him. You can take away the Earl of Dan Burton from him. I didn't even know he was that. That's in Scotland. He's also the Baron of Kelkill in Northern Ireland. But his hair is Archie of Saxes. He's the son of the prince. His father is the king. No one takes that away from him. You can strip all titles from us. The world can beat us down. The world can take away everything that we've gone through. Our shame, our dignity. But our sonship and our daughterhood, as children of God, cannot be taken away from us. No matter pain, sicknesses, cancer, pain, whatever they are, they will not take away our position in God. Patrias potestas. The father is, our father is not dead. Therefore, we are not going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, son of God, king of kings. You know, Harry, I showed you that picture. Harry has a coat of arms, and those two coats of arms, that symbolizes his position. You know ours? It's the cross. When you see the cross, Of Jesus Christ, remember that. What your position holds. Nobody can take away from you who you are. You're a child of God. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, and you don't have that confidence to say, I'm a child of God, I've been adopted into the family of God, we have an opportunity to do that. We have family that we want to welcome more family. In fact, we want to be a larger family. We've got empty seats here. We want to open up. We've got other family members in other churches meeting right now. We can fill up more because our father is the king of kings, the king of the universe. He can have more children. There's room for you at the table. There's room for you in the family. There's no quarrels in the family. Yeah, we have family foods and other things happen. That's why there's misunderstanding. That's normal. Who hasn't got that in any family? Rub against each other and that's fine. That's family. But we still under at Patreus Potestus, our father, the king of kings. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you that the cross symbolizes your death, uh, our, our adoption into the family. Lord, even as we pray now, there might be people here who don't know you. And with every eye closed and every head bowed. Anyone here who doesn't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you can just show that by, their, by your hands. There's no one looking, every eye closed, every head bowed. If you've not been welcomed into the family of God, you might be somebody who is part of the family and through other things, maybe you drifted away, you're welcome back. Welcome back home. He wants you back. I can't see any hands, but I believe everyone here is part of this family. Well, we thank you for the security we have in you. You never die as our king of kings, as our father. Your patriarchs Potestas remains forever. And therefore, we can be called sons and daughters of the king. We are royal. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen.